Welcome to the Toronto Untilled Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris, Theo Giordano. You can find our website, torontountilt.com. You can find our Twitter, at Toronto Untilt. You can find our YouTube, where this video will be posted, Toronto Untilt. And, of course, you can find our audio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, all of the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. And this week did not go anywhere near the way it should have. I know normally we break down every single game, but talking to the boys before this, I guess it felt a little bit more important to talk about the feel of last week. Uh, they still have a chance to get a win out of this Mariner series. And it's, I don't know, do you boys want to just get right into a little bit of the Angels stuff before we start talking about the Mariners? Because that's been a mess these last two days. Like the Angels series, it would have been great if you could have won that game where Barrios laid an egg. But here's the thing. He's been phenomenal in his first two starts with the Jays, and every pitcher is going to have a start. Like That's how I feel. I don't know about you guys, Theo, uh, Tony, but that's kind of how I feel about that Angels series is that was unfortunate. The Mariners thing, though, is unforgivable. I, I was actually about the Angels series. I was more like upset about the first half of that doubleheader. Yeah. That game felt worse. Because it was like it was always in the hanging in the balance. We could have got, and it just you just couldn't win it. And, and well, the thing, stuff if you happen. if you could have won that game, then you didn't have to beat Otani. Who and another infuriating thing is Joe Madden, or like if, if you're a Jays fan, I remember him with the Rays, and he's got a cleanup hitter showing bunt, and it's just there were so many Rays things that happened because that looked like a minor league lineup with Shohei Otani, and they still managed to to get that through, which was infuriating. That brought back a lot of like bad Tropicana memories for me. I don't know how, how you guys felt, but like there was a lot of just like really bad Rays Jays memories there. There, there was a yeah. lot of memories in general, like West coast memories with this day team feels like God. whenever they go out there, it's just a shit show. And it, everything was just being reminded how quickly that there, there are flaws with this team. And, and, you know, after what happened last week, how we ended last week to, to have a week like this was just so demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. We, like we had said it last week that that was the thing I kept harping on was they have to win both of these series. You cannot give games away. And I don't know. Did you boys have anything else to say about the Angels before we just tear into what the hell happened in these last two Mariners games? Tony, we did you talked, have anything you wanted to we add? We talked about how like we might not see Jared Walsh. He's hurt. And he came back after the first uh, the first day, and he was a productive player for them. So just just our luck. Yeah, that was not that was not ideal. But again, you should have been able to beat that team in that situation. You know what yeah. I mean? They sold the deadline. They have one of the best players in baseball, but he's basically it, and they can't win with Shohei Otani doing what he's doing. Like it, that was frustrating. But again, it was more it was more forgivable than what happened these last two days with the Mariners. Because that first Mariners game, like, last night was a disaster. The Saturday night game where they just get pumped and Springer gets hurt. That first game, I don't know about you guys, it felt like every inning there was a chance, like there was a a, a run left on, like a guy that should have scored, some wild thing happens and he doesn't. You know what I mean? You have Teo getting striked out on a strike that's not a strike, and then Gurriel clears the bases, and it's like Teo's fast enough that he might have, like, you don't know if he can, but again, there's one less out. It could potentially keep the inning going. Like, everything about that game was infuriating, and then, it, of course, it, was, it ends with a Brad Hand bases loaded walk. 
it was like the first time I saw the Blue Jays like complaining about the strike zone consistently. Like everyone was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like the last two games have been terrible, and we've had bad strikes out through the year. But like, oh yeah, these were like key moments where we were just getting fucked out of calls. And yeah, well, yeah, I remember in the Angel series, there was <laughs> there was one in the, that first half of the doubleheader. It felt like that ump just wanted to get out of there because there were pitches in the other batter's box that he just kept calling strikes. Like he was just like, "No, boys, I'm going home. I got a reservation or something. I like this game is ending." <sighs> I don't know. That was, yeah. Yeah, and if we're talking about this series, the worst part about this, because we've had the bullpen issues, we've been very aware of them. When you lose with your two best guys, back-to-back days where they just look like absolute shit. Like Simber the first game, like he's pulling a Chatwood where he's just walking everybody. And then you have Richards just serving up fucking soft-serve ice cream down the middle. It's just like, I don't give a fuck what happens this offseason. Take the list. Of the top relievers, give them whatever money they need because this is just like we can't have this next year. The team's too fucking good to have this shit happen every day. At this well, point, it's, it's we, happening like multiple times a week. Oh, we were joking around about Lee and Hendricks getting bombed the last couple of nights, but that was a guy the Jays were in on. And now that you think of it, like, and again, if Kirby Yates doesn't hurt, like, there's so many things that happened to this bullpen where it was just you can't ex- like you expect attrition and and relievers are volatile to say the least. But they had so many things go wrong this season. Then they remake the bullpen on the fly. And then Adam Simber turns into, like, vintage Darren O'Day, who's just unhittable. And he finally has his slip up, and it comes at the worst possible time. Not to mention, you have that, like, just the fact you can't blame him for going for the ball because that's instinct. And then you have him tip it and Semyon can't get to it. And then me and Buck agreeing, which is something that doesn't often happen, but I'm screaming, how does the ump call that interference because he didn't see him? And then followed by Buck yelling at on the, the broadcast. He didn't even look at him. Like it's just, there were so many parts about that game. Just like, it, so many parts about that game where it just felt like, oh, God, they're cursed. <laughs> and it was like uh, kind of foreshadowed. I think in the seventh inning, the same kind of thing happened to Ray where he let a ball go. Yeah. And like, you know, that's a smart thing. It was the interesting say to get that. And then right after, Simper goes after a ball and it kind of fucks up the inning or fucks up the game. And we have to also talk about Brad Hand, too. The, the Tim Mesa injury has been so much more important than we kind of oh. figured it'd be. Well, he had been so we had talked about it that he's like he was basically doing the Brett Cecil thing where he had been really good since the beginning of June in that year that remember in 2015 when Brett Cecil was the best reliever the Jays had. That was basically what Tim Mesa was doing. And then he got hurt. But it was like, okay, well, Salcedo has been good. And like you have other guys. You just acquired Brad Hand. And it's Brad Hand's been a bit of a mess. He's been better lately. But oh, man. Like the he seems to be a guy that the uh, sticky stuff ban has had a serious impact on. Yeah. Well, it's not even just like a like throw a strike. Like that's all we asked for in that moment. Like it's not like we gave up a grand slam. It's like okay, (sighs) he walked him on four fastballs, not even close to the strikes. And Tony, we were talking about like oh Romano, Brad Hand. What were Kellenick's numbers against lefties? You said it in the group. Terrible. Four thirty nine OPS going into that game. and that's the thing, like, I get it. He's a top prospect, but, like, how little confidence does Brad Hand have that he's not going at Jared Kalenic right there? A rookie lefty who can't hit lefties yet in the big leagues. He's probably done it in the minors. I know Jared Kalenic, if you don't know who he is, he was a massive piece of the Edwin Diaz trade. He was the one that the Mets, like, he was a guy that nobody thought the Mets should ever trade because he's 
one of the best prospects in baseball, and he's the future of the Mariners. But it's left on left, and this is a guy who's supposed to be a closer. This is a dude you went out and acquired at the deadline and exactly walks him on four pitches. And it's like, how do you do that to a rookie left? Like, this is what I mean about everything feeling cursed. I mean, but he's, always kind of, he's always kind of struggled against lefties, even in the minors. But it's just like, yeah, exactly. It's just throw a strike. It's pretty simple. It's, yeah. Is Saicedo our loogie now? Like, what the fuck? If we need well, Mesa's supposed to be back soon, I saw. I elbow inflammation so hopefully he's back soon we'll see how healthy he is because you never know with stuff like that and if he comes back is he like a is it like a baraki where he comes back and he's never the same you know that shit happens very often he did come back once this year already so hopefully actually yeah he came back i I think i think he got hit the first time he came back and then was immediately like that's when the streak started where he got locked in and was really good uh yeah but God, that was just that Friday game. Everything went wrong and you lose by one run and it's like, okay, this sucks. But yesterday is supposed to be the big day. And it's like, yes, you see Kikuchi's been really good, but you got Ryu on the mound. <sighs> well, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, the Valera play. Oh my God. That, okay, what, can, can someone tell me they've seen an angle where he's actually touching with the glove, not the fucking that, string. Cause the string doesn't count. Apparently. I, well, again, this is another time I guess I agreed with Buck just being like, how does this happen? <laughs> like, he's safe. Like, like they, you kept hearing him basically yell, like, he's safe. He doesn't touch him. Like, all the different angles they showed. And that's somehow, like, this is what I mean about it, it feeling cursed when you go into that series with the Mariners. And the Mariners are the team that has the awful run differential. Like, the Jays and the Mariners are like the inverse team. The Mariners are winning in spite of everything. Exactly. They have a great bullpen, a terrible offense, and their starting pitching gets them by. Whereas the Blue Jays have this unbelievable offense, one of the best in the big leagues, a terrible bullpen. And then it's like, you can trust Robbie Ray, and generally you can trust Ryu, but there's just, oh God, there's been so much volatility. Do you guys know, like, where does Seattle rank defensively? Because it feels like they've made, like, every play the last two days. They're probably every, like, good. I assume, like a lot of yeah, balls and just everything. It's a lot of bad luck on our end, mostly, but like they've made every play so far. So. I, okay. I know that they're like the left side of the infield is pretty damn good between Seeger and uh, Crawford. Like those two dudes are very good defensively. Um, oh god, it's just so frustrating. Like Kalanick's supposed to be a really good center fielder. Like they do, they are supposed to have a decent outfield. Like they're, they're supposed to be a, an okay defensive team. Or better than okay, but it was just inverse teams, the team that's winning in spite of everything in the Blue Jays that seem to always hand it over, right? Like the Mariners win these close games and the Blue Jays seem to lose them. That's the way this this season is felt. And again, we talked about it going into this. It's like the Angels aren't a good team. They're behind you. They're technically chasing you and you had to beat the hell out of the Mariners because that's the team you're actually in a race with. And we kept saying they should fall out. They should fall out, but you you have to do it yourself if you're the Blue Jays. And so, yeah, we have the Brevik Valera. Like, we have the, the heart-crushing first game. And then yesterday happens where, oh, my. Like, it, can anything more go wrong now at this point? Like, we were talking, so George Springer's hurt. And we all just, like, Theo, what did you send to the group chat? Immediately. I said, <laughs> I said something before the messages that we're going to talk about now. But... I think I said that 
it, how long are the Blue Jays going to allow Springer to hobble around before they IL him? Because this happened, I don't give a fuck what he says or what the team's saying right now, where they're saying day to day, he's going to be okay. Last time we heard this shit, he, it was the same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, he's going to play through this. He's going to DH for a while, and he's looking like shit hobbling to first base, but, you know, he's fine. And yeah, then but he hit a 470-foot dinger, so it's okay. Yeah, so how is that going to happen again? Are we in the same kind of position? And if we are, and if we keep falling out of this fucking race, what's the point in doing that? That, and the thing is, it's not like there's anyone you can really call up idea. Like it's just they they have Jonathan so many Davis. problems at this point. Well, you know who they just brought Yankee? in? They brought in uh, Malik Smith. Really? When did they claim yeah. Malik? When was Malik Smith? They just uh, let me get it. Where did Seattle it? wave him? We got Ben Nicholson Smith. They like they like traded for him. I think it was. Uh, oh, because he's been in the minors all year, so you can make you can still make those minor league trades. Yeah, so we got a speedy outfielder who well, we I don't know if he's that. We already had exactly a speedy that. outfielder who you know. Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, we traded from thirteen hours ago. So oh, damn! Good, good timing there. <laughs> I don't want to see Malik Smith in the big leagues. I'm sorry. Well, I don't want him. I don't want him starting. <laughs> he because... also like he's he's fast. You want to know a fast guy that can't play defense? Alex Smith is not a good defensive no. outfielder. No. That's what I was team. saying. Like he's probably not a good center fielder. He's, he's a five eighty eight five eighty eight OPS and triple A this year. So yeah. that's he's what we're getting. Clear last guy on like a playoff roster where you just need to oh, have Oh yeah, he's player. the speed guy. He's the Terrence Gore, like that's he's the guy that like perfect example. That's exactly what I was yeah. and I did he get because I think I remember the Cubs wildcard game from that year where Terrence Gore pinch ran and he got stuck in the game and he had to like hit in the ninth inning or something. He was the last he, out of the game. Yeah. yeah. Against Colorado in the wild card game. Yeah. Yeah. That's if the Jays get in the playoffs, Malik Smith is going to be our last at bat. That's what's going to have to happen. Oh God. He'll pop probably, up yeah. to uh, third base in the game. <laughs> be infuriating. Um, but yeah. So, so that we have the Springer injury. Apparently he's yeah. Day to day. We'll see how that goes. But to lose that game in that fashion after losing the Friday game, like the Jays and the Mariners are tied, but the Jays don't have the tiebreaker now in the Mariners. And now you're legitimately in a fight with the Mariners, even though you're four and a half games back of the teams that matter in the Red Sox and the A's. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, that's too. Actually, here, yeah, let me pull this up. Pull the wild card standings up. Yeah, the Yankees. Well, the, you're two. You're two games back of the Yanks, but you're four and a half back of Boston. And uh, oh god, you're six, four and a half. You're five and a half back of Oakland because they have games in hand. Like this, like this is a problem. Like it, it's something that can be made up. But you're what I've been saying for the last few weeks is you're running out of time, so you can't lose these series, and this is why you can't lose these series. You now like you're gonna have to leapfrog another team. That's not easy to do because here's the thing: even if the Jays do rip off a million wins, now you got to hope. Like, say they go like a like they're winning at like a seventy percent clip. You also now have to hope that the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the A's, now the Mariners, like all of them, have to play poorly when you get hot. And the more teams you stick in front of you the harder that's going to be because it's out of your hands. You have to rely on these other teams losing while you win to try to catch them. Well, that's the spot they were in. They kind of on themselves, kind of with bad luck and injuries, but they were behind. 
So they had so little margin for error during this period of time. And now it's even smaller after losing to these this week, struggling against winnable teams, beatable teams. And now the schedule is not, it's going to get tougher. So yeah. Yeah. And like, Red Sox have like the easiest schedule, don't they? I'm not 100. I I know they they had a lot of their easy games early. Then they were supposed to have a tough stretch in the middle, which is when they started losing games again. And now I think they got a bunch of orders. I don't think they play the Tigers anymore, but I think they got a bunch more Orioles. I think games. everyone in the AL East plays the Orioles at least two more series. It feels like that's that. not good. That's Except not good. The, yeah, I don't even want to play the Tigers. The Tigers are like not, the Tigers are bad. sneaky good. That's the problem. Well, and here's the thing: the Jays lose the Mariners. They split the series against the Angels. You can't just go into this being like, oh yeah, well they'll you know they'll pump the Nats and then they'll pump the Tigers and then see what happens against Chicago. You can't go in expecting that because they've just fumbled it again. By the way, what reliever on our team is going to give up Mickey's 500th home run? Why'd you have to I think he's one away, right? I was, that's probably yeah, going to be a thing. You think it's going to take that long? He might what, do it to today. Wait, so how many games do they have before that? Three or four? We don't play him until the 20th. Yeah, because there's the, there's, the there's the off day Monday the two Nats games, then an off day, and then the Tiger series starts. I feel like, like it'd be poetic if it waited for us. But Robbie, that's Ray actually do it. That's <laughs> also probably a big reason why they're not putting Springer in the IL immediately is because you have those off days where you're hoping, okay, maybe he just misses the Nats series and maybe he's back. But it again. seems like deja vu, man. And, and like. <laughs> Here's the thing. It'd be a little different if this team had built up any equity with explaining injuries. They very much have not. Like, there's no. there's no reason to actually take them at their word because it's been wrong so often. Yeah, embarrassingly wrong on multiple way, did you, occasions. Did you guys see what Hash did yesterday? No. Six innings are like one hit. I don't know how many hits he gave up, but it was six innings shutout ball in Buffalo. And then Pearson had one inning shutout ball. So... Let's throw a positive out there. New starter Thomas Hatch, apparently. we got to keep him stretched out. And Nate Pearson needs to be in this bullpen. Because we kept talking about it. Like, he could be a weapon. But here's the thing. He has to be able to find the strike zone. But now you're at a point where it's desperation. And do you rush him back? Who do you go to today? I guess, like, Romano's your highest leverage guy. And then you have, like, you got to go Romano hasn't pitched, so he's probably your best option if you need a save. Right? Yeah. Um Simber, I think, pitched two games in a row. I think Richardson... And he's pitched... And I know for a fact Simber went over and in. like Because they, they lean on him heavily because of how good he's been and the fact that he's done that in the past, been able to go multiple innings. Maybe you have to walk that back so you don't, you know, burn the hell out of him. But if he's the only effective... Like, this is, again, the problem of when you don't have enough guys that you trust. Like, Richards, we talked about this. He's a good reliever, but the reason you were able to get him is because his issue is he gives up a home run every once in a while. And you saw it. You saw a pair of them. Well, actually, you've seen it this last little while, but again, he's still been good. And then every once in a while, he just allows that that dinger that kind of ends it. And then Simber, Simber had been lights out though. Simber had been ridiculous. He had been way better than I think anyone could have imagined when he came here. I think his whip with the Blue Jays before last night was like 0.52. Like it was insane. And then he kind of started to correct. So you can't really blame that on him. But at the same time, this team needs these guys to keep outperforming and being at these weird, insane levels just to just to essentially be able to close a game down. Because, again, it's infuriating staring at this Mariners team who doesn't look like a good baseball team, but 
they win the close games. And the Blue Jays just, just, just seem to not be able to this year. Well, the Jays also have to score runs. They had the 10-run game last week against the Angels. They didn't score more than three in any of their it, other games. I said it last week. We had the same situation where it's like it feels like they explode and they'll just have a game or two they take off. And I understand that's pretty normal in baseball, but like when you don't have a bullpen you can trust, when your stars are always putting you in the game, you need to be more consistent in that approach. And it's like it, it just feels like it, I don't know if Vladdy started to correct himself, but it felt like a, he was giving away a lot of that bats. There was other guys who were kind of scuffling too, but. Vladdy, well, one thing I'll bring up about Vladdy is I know there were some people, there was already some dumb takes about like, oh, well, he's back in Toronto and he sucks again. It's like, guys, have you not seen what he's done all season? Also, you know, he's still 21 and, you know, full grown men, big leaguers get tired in August. There's a reason it's called the dog days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how it is. Guys go through slumps in August because they're physically tired and that's what it looked like with vladdy honestly if you looked at vladdy it didn't look like he was a different yeah. player it looked like he was tired and and because he was tired he was pressing harder trying to you know what i mean he's trying to swing hard he's trying to do all these things to generate a little bit more bat speed because he's not it doesn't you know what i mean like to him it's not feeling the same it's not looking the same like i know he had some like he had some singles where he did sting them but he wasn't getting a lot of that crazy exit velo so i think it was just he was tired, and he's started like they've given him some days off. They've kind of managed him, have him had him DH. And he'll have two off days this week too. Exactly, and, which is and huge. what makes it more noticeable is because defensively he was starting to struggle a bit, which is what you can tell. Like when you're struggling at the plate and you're kind of tired there, like it doesn't just change in the field. Like you kind of just carry that over. So exactly, that's the thing. Like I, I'm not worried about him. Like I'm very doom and gloom about a lot of parts of this team. Vladdy is not one. He's he's fine. He's going to be fine. He's arrived. He's what everyone said he was going to be. And this is just what happens in a 162-game season, specifically in August. Well, especially like, a guy who played in the All-Star game, you know, didn't really get a break. Didn't, you know, exactly. You know who else struggled a little bit after the All-Star break? Shohei Otani. But I don't hear anybody talking about it. Oh, he struggled a lot. But he's... He's still hitting a home run every once in a while. Do you think, don't worry like, going forward with Vladdy next season, like, because he played, like, what, 90 games in a row started season before hitting off day? Something yeah. Like that range. It might have even been, like, a, it was old. Yeah, now that I think about it, it was a ton. So would you, like, next year be more focused on making him take an off day every couple of weeks? And Honestly, he's young, so no. I Like, when I say tired, I don't even mean it, like, in a way of, like, they've ground him into the like into the dirt it's more of this is just the thing that happens in baseball like this is what happens in august like i we've all watched baseball long enough you know what i mean like this just happens with guys in a season this long that's such a grind and then someone brought it up i was uh i can't remember who brought it up actually but i think it was a former big leaguer uh like there was an interview i was listening to. oh it was, it was the the aussie dude who does the uh the mariners games he was on a Toronto radio station basically talking about it. He's like, listen, he's like, think about it in August. You got, sometimes you fly into a place, you get no sleep because you get in at like five in the morning. You're on your jet lag. Cause now you're on the West coast. Like something that happened this week, which I'm not going to give them any credit because you have to deal with it because teams deal with it. Good teams win these games anyways. But I, you can see why Vladdy would be tired potentially. If you have, you have all of these flights, you're playing all of these games. And then at the same time, Think about how hot it is at some of these cities in August. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's the way it is. These guys, it's the dog days of summer, and Vladdy was getting a little tired. And then, you know, the only positive last night is I know they were all singles, but he had three hits. 
And that could be enough to get Vladdy going again. It seems like he's been hitting the ball hard the last few days. It was just earlier in the weekend last week where it was like, oh, my God. I think in Toronto it was also partly him pressing to try to be that they guy. They were back in – exactly, to, to, to put on a show because you know Vladdy likes to do that. Like you can tell – like he's that type of guy. Like he likes to rise to the, to the moment. He likes to be the center of attention. And you could tell he really – he wanted to hit like a 500-foot digger just to be like, yeah, we're back. And I am still – it was also wild like in that series because it, there was some serious 2015 vibes like Josh Donaldson, uh, Mike Trout, that MVP race. And it was like, oh, man, Shohei Otani and Vlad. And could one of them really pull away here? And it's like, yeah, I guess Shohei – had the, the good pitching performance, but he didn't really do much at the plate. Like, yeah, he had three hits and they were all doubles, but oh, he had the one run. of them was a dinger. Yeah, he, he had the one the dinger. Run. They were all extra base hits, but, but he was like three for 13. He struck just... out with the, uh, with, the, with the game on the line, ninth inning. <laughs> but no, was, yeah. I, I kind of had the feel like, oh man, maybe we're going to see either Vladdy or, or Shohei really run away with the MVP race, and actually neither of them did. Well, Still very much well Shohei was already running the away. The betting odds are already, it's over. Oh, Tony's like, well, he's got 38 dingers, and he's pitching like 39 this. now. He that, got one last night. Right? So, yeah, exactly. Like, Shohei's the MVP. But it, it almost felt like maybe you could get, like, if someone had a special series, it would build that type of momentum. Because it's that's what happened with the Jays and Donaldson, is Donaldson and Trout go head-to-head. Trout had been dealing with some kind of rib injury and was on a little bit of a cold streak. And Donaldson hit like six home runs in the series and everyone, yeah, that's the MVP. That's the guy. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Today's game, pull this up. Uh, So we're recording Sunday morning. What game was the most nervous about, which we have to win now? Well, that was the thing, exactly. Like, Logan Gilbert, I don't know how many people have been following him talking about top prospects with the Mariners. He came up in his first couple starts. Cause if you look at his numbers, you're like, Oh, his, his, uh, ERA is 4.05. His first couple starts, he got absolutely bombed and he has been everything that everyone said he was going to be since this is not going to be an easy game. It's this is a guy. Like, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, go for it. No, I was just no, saying, it's like it. We played Tristan McKenzie a couple weeks ago exactly. where it's like, Oh, his numbers stink, but it's like, you've got to watch a little closer. The guy's very talented and he's had a couple of blow up spots. So, Exactly. This is a young guy. Great stuff. Who's supposed to be like the future ace of this Mariners rotation. And we've seen how the Jays do with guys that they haven't seen a lot of that. Like that has been an issue sometimes like that. Look at Eli Morgan. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like this, this is a thing that happens sometimes. And again, you bring up Tristan McKenzie and that's a great one because it's like, you look at his numbers and you're like, Oh, he's not that good. But if you watch Tristan McKenzie, you're like, well, there's a reason this guy was a top prospect. Look at that curveball, Like he throws in the upper night. Like, Logan Gilbert has all the tools, so this is not like. And again, you have Stephen Matz going, who's been better of late. But this is what happens when you give games away, and you have to start relying on the back end of the road, the back end of the rotation to win because you didn't get it done earlier in the week. This yeah. is the cascade effect of this. That's how this works in the playoff race. You know what I mean? You can't give games away. When you start giving games away, every game becomes a must win. Absolutely. I just want them to be in contention when I see them Labor Day weekend. We're all going. And I really hope it's not like a situation where we're eight and a half back and we're like, well, oh. if we sweep the A's and then we have a bunch of other things. Like, I want it to be a real feel of like what happened last series in Toronto where it felt like 
every game was a playoff game and, and we were all in. So hopefully exactly. they bounce back this week. They do have like five games. If they sweep this week, we're talking a different tune right now. But they really well, need to fucking win this next week. Like sweep this next week almost. And they need to start getting lucky because now you're at a point where you need the other teams to start losing. Like, yeah, you can technically wait into September, but that like you need people to lose. You can't have the A's beat a team by 20 runs. You can't have the Red Sox put – I think it was the Red Sox put up 20 and the A's put up 70. It was something insane like that. Well, the Jays are losing. You're just looking at these scores being like, okay, okay. These are the teams that you're trying to, you're trying to chase down and you can't scratch one across the plate and they're obliterating teams. Like, it's just – it was not a good feeling this week. By the way, Tony, how upset are you that Joey Gallo is just because he's had a lot of big moments already? You were all in on you know, well, you know, could have been nice in our lineup, or you know, I'd like him playing in, st- in left field. You know, that'd be pretty nice. I mean, Barrios is good. Two out of three good starts. I mean, we could have had both, right? We, we could have if yeah. we wanted to, but I don't know what too. I don't could've know what they I don't know what they wanted. Like, it could have been a situation where. The Rangers are like, we want, you know, we want Groshans. We want everybody. Yeah. Sometimes having a good farm fucks you in that way because they'll ask for the better prospects from another team and they're not as good. But like when they see your farm, it's like, all right, give us your fourth best guy. It's like, well, that's better than the fucking guys. That, exa- well, that's that's still better than exactly everyone you got in the other offer. So, no, we're not giving you insert name of prospect here. You know what I mean? It just like, And then like the Yankees guys who they traded weren't even that great. But like. I the think Yankees they were never trade anyone who's good. Like any of their good prospects ever. Basically. They, they let no. him go. He was in a prospect. That was risky. the only good one. The only good, like the guy who was a top prospect that they traded was actually, um, Oh, who was the pitcher? Was it she- something? She- yeah. Sheffield. The, Justice, the Sheffield. Mariners. Justice Sheffield to the Mariners for packs. And that's the only time I remember them trading an actual top prospect because Brian Cashman doesn't relent. He doesn't trade his top prospects and the Yankees still always acquire people. Yeah. <laughs> But they've missed out on a lot of guys, too, because they've been too well, stingy they, at times. And they wouldn't give up the best of the best, which those some of those guys didn't actually turn out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, like, all of the times they could have traded Clint Frazier for things. Like, Garrett, they could have tra- like, they traded for Garrett Cole a few years ago, like, instead of waiting to sign him as a free agent. We might be talking mm-hmm. about the Yankees a lot differently, but, you know. Whatever. Well, who knows if he doesn't go to Houston and doesn't use spider tack, maybe he doesn't get this massive contract with the Yankees. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it all, it's a cycle, you know, it's a, uh, it's all one universe as Mike Wilner would say, you can't just change one thing. Who, and who says we're having, a fucking, we're having a decent road trip. Yeah, we're doing great. Me that? I doing could. Great, Mike. Three and four. I, I, that's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> At this point of the year, we're okay with mediocrity. You, you know what that is? That's toxic positivity. You know, everyone talks about like toxic traits. Like that is that is that is just being stupid. That's trying to convince someone that the sky is purple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're telling me this is good, that this is acceptable to lose the teams that are supposed to be worse than you. One's like specifically with the Mariners, one that's now ahead of you in the wild card race. Like that. Like, Give me a break. It's been a good road trip. You you can't like, don't I, give I me don't that want to crap. misquote him. I just he said something about if they win today, they still have a chance to win the road trip. It's not that bad going to the West Coast and you know. If it was May, if it was like yeah, May, diff, yeah. it'd be like, okay, whatever. But we're don't like chasing all the spit on my cupcake and call it frosting. 
Okay. <laughs> That's essentially what Wilner's doing there is trying to be like, I'm smarter than you because it's actually not that bad. And it's like, oh, shut up, Mike. What are they going to do? Run the table in the next five games? Like, you know, like you're assuming other things are going to happen in the same way you're making fun of people for assuming everything is everything has gone to hell and they're not making the playoffs. It's like, Mike, you're now assuming that of course they're going to make the playoffs because it's, they have all of this time and they could win all of these games. They could lose all of these games too. Like, let's not get into this thought experiment where you just try to go high and mighty over people. <laughs> and we've already talked about this too, about like, Oh, it's fine. They don't make it. We've discussed this at nauseum. We've had things happen this year. It's going to be hard to repeat. Robbie Ray's going to be hard to repeat next year. Even if we do reach high, like, you know, give hopefully, back, yeah, it's going to be tough to, to recapture well, the, what this rotation is to get a Marcus Simeon type. Like those aren't guys that are easy to replace. That's the thing. We've gone over that a whole bunch. Exactly. The special seasons that they're getting out of certain guys. The whole idea was to take advantage of it now to take advantage of what you had in front of you. And it, it feels like things are starting to slip through their fingers. And again, there's plenty of time left and it's four and a half games. And there's still, you know, three weeks or there's still half of August. There's still all of September. There is time, but there's not much of it. And you cannot keep ha- like Cause we've been saying you can't drop series. And here's the thing. They just did. And an important one against the team that's now because you've lost them. That's now ahead of you. It's not over, but it feels like, you know, Don Henley's boys of summer. I feel like that song's starting in the background. Everyone's starting to wrap up. Like we got to like, if this week goes wrong, I think I'm going to be fully on the uh, okay. Not expecting yeah. to do much in, in September, but that's the thing. Like not now. Not only do they have to win these series, like you got to win both games against the net. Like you almost have to sweep the Tigers and the Nationals, and that's not easy to do. You don't just sweep teams. Even bad teams will win one out of three. That's what happens a lot of times. So well, the Nationals I mean? literally just. They've quit on like it's like them and the Cubs. As soon as the deadline oh, happened, have just they been, like, sold everyone. Everything that wasn't nailed down got traded, which is the yeah. smart thing to do. And they've lost but, six in a row going into today. So that's where they're. Yeah. At. Oh, the Nationals are a bad team. I'm not saying that they're not, but here's the thing: they have to beat them, and you can't just assume they're going to with the way that it's been. Like it, it has to happen now. And again, like. The extra days of rest will be good for Ryu because he's always better on extra rest. Like, there's a lot of positives about the extra days and blah, 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 blah. It's just really hard to actually focus on the positives. When Springer gets hurt and you get just shit pumped by the Mariners. It's just, yeah. it's, that's, that's the reality. You know what I mean? It's not, that's, that's why this podcast is in this form instead of us breaking down every game because it I just got to the point more, where it's just like. This is more just like visceral kind of on the surface. This was a necessary vent, I think, for all of us because it was very upsetting, you know, talking about how it's, hey, they're building, they're building, they're building, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, and it's not. So. Well, we need one positive. Alec Manoa had another excellent start this week. He's been. 11 Ks, just electric. Tied to Jay's rookie record. That's like, that's another thing that we have to talk about in terms of special seasons. Who knows what you're going to get next year? Because he could just get better. But it's baseball. You don't know. He could even get injured. You, How many rookies we, have we seen come up and have great first years? Exactly. Like Not to mention, this is what we expected from Pearson. And we didn't get it. But then all of a sudden, the guy who hasn't pitched above A ball steps in and gives it to you. Like, you need to take advantage of these things. You do. Because this stuff is not stuff that happens every year for every team. So to have so many things, because that is that is true, for have so many things fall in place where it's like, 
Look how good Robbie Ray is. Look how good. How many times do those one-year deals actually work? And you have two of them that you hit out of the ballpark. You have one of your prospects playing out of his mind, and he's never pitched above a ball. Like, well, I guess he he pitched a triple A at the beginning of the season. He hadn't pitched above a ball before this season. Like, for everything to go right, for this to still feel like everything's going wrong, like that's the weird season it's been for the Blue Jays. Because again, we always talk about how good their offense is and how fun it is, and they keep losing these close games. <laughs> yeah, it's just we 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 always think the bad stuff will be fine next year, and the good stuff's going to stay exactly the same. But exactly, and that's it, everything is it's ever changing. So the bad could be good next year, but then you could have guys that just aren't like they just have down years because that's what happens in in sports in general, but well, specifically young, baseball. Young pitchers, you never know how things are going to go. It, it's not always linear with their. I mean, goals. hell, look at the dude from the Diamondbacks who threw a no hitter in his debut, and he does it against the Padres. He's like, a Rule Five pick, yeah. Nope. Yeah, like he's the first guy to, in his first start to throw a no hitter since 1958. Like baseball things, I always say this. Philip Umber threw a per, uh, say, perfect yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. Dallas Braden threw a perfect game. Baseball is weird. It's why I love baseball. But at the same time, you like, you need to take advantage of these, w- these moments like this, of these performances of guys having these out of their mind seasons. You have to take advantage of it. And again, we've been very negative. There is still plenty of opportunity for this Jays team to get in the playoffs to get really hot. Like we've seen tons of teams get really hot in September that we thought were left for. De- Look at, I know this is pretty random. Remember that Rockies team that went like 27 and two. Like Do things I remember? happen in baseball. <laughs> of course I remember. You're talking well, about the Troy Here's Tulewitzky the thing. Fan I was about to say, I've like that was basically like I was a kid and I was like, that was Troy Tulowitzki's rookie season. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy is the greatest baseball player on the face of the planet. And I know Tony's Tony's probably the only person on the planet who's a bigger Troy Tulowitzki fan than me. <laughs> so yeah. like like these things do happen. They can happen, but you can't rely on them. You need to start making your own luck kind of thing. You need to start doing these things. You need to start winning games. Brad Hop, Garrett Atkins, you know, like Jeff Francis. They go on all day about the 2007 Rockies. Yes. Yeah, Jeff Francis is from BC. That was yeah. another awesome part about that is he had such a good season. You had Tulo and the, like the debut. Although as a Jays fan, you're like, oh, yes. Troy Willie Tavares. Oh, my God. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And then they just Matt Halliday. Just got, he went on that insane streak where he was during that winning streak. I think he hit like 400 with like he hit like 20 bombs in September. Well, it wasn't 20, but he hit like 15 bombs in September. Like it was insane. And they, they won like almost all of their games where he had a home run. It was something crazy. Like yeah, that. it was. Oh and they like ran out of gas in the World Series, but you know because they actually had the layoff. It was the first time where they didn't just keep playing yeah. game after and game after did. game after game after game. They did. They had like a week off. Yeah. Because they swept and the Sox went. It was they, yeah. Cause it was the Red Sox, right? Yeah, the Red Sox went seven with uh, Cleveland in the ALCS. Um, JD Drew hit the grand slam. Um, Man, yeah. that was a wild. Remember that? Remember Travis Hafner when he was playing for the the. Okay, before yeah. we get down like the wild thing of names of guys we haven't, we just start yeah. remembering and reminiscing. Uh, is there anything that else you boys wanted to kind of tie a bow on this shitty week? <laughs> um, is there anything that you always wanted to highlight? I want to say it's still summer. Everyone's trying to wish it away. End of August. Blue Jays still alive. We got 
the dog shit teams coming up, and then we come back home. We don't lose at home anymore. The Jays are just not going to lose at home. That's what I. You decided. say that. You say that now. You I know. decided right now, Anthony. We're just not going to lose at home anymore. Anthony and also said that the Blue Jays didn't walk the bases loaded to lose games. That, by the way, has really pissed me off because I think Tony said it on camera where he's like, "What the fuck would walk the bases loaded?" We've done it like three times since. I haven't seen that in person. That's what I was at the game. Oh, okay. That was oh god, like, that was funny because it's like as you said that I remember staring into the camera and being like they did that this year, multiple times. Yeah. Tyler Chatwood, <laughs> but yeah, and then the, the, to have it happen again, to have it happen again. Oh god! Before I keep going down the spiral of bad things, we will say that they are playing bad teams. They still have the chance this afternoon to take a game from the Mariners, which you can't. You not not maybe need like you have to win this game. You can't get swept by the Mariners here. And then you have to go ahead and take care of business. The Washington Nationals are a bad baseball team. You have to put the wood to them. Okay? Me and Theo were talking about this. Is we're United fans. We wanted to see them put the wood to leads. And what happened yesterday? They won 5-1. to one. The Blue Jays need to start doing this. They need to start beating teams down. Walk Juan Soto every single time. Don't don't pitch to him. He's the only... Oh, God. Watch. You know what's going to happen? Carter Keeboom's going to explode. He's finally going to f- find his power stroke against the Blue Jays. But I will uh, yeah. stop being this negative. Well, I hope not. Uh, again, they're playing bad teams. It's time to take advantage. It's just that's there's not much else to say. This week sucked. There's no way around it. It sucked, and they need to turn it around and get get more games in the win column. Yes. But should we uh, should we wrap it up there, boys, or do you want to? Let's end it right now before we go down another thing of players that yeah. people probably don't Talk remember, but they bring back great memories. Jay's bullpen. Oh God! Don't even don't. <laughs> Was Jeremy Accardo in 2000? No, that was like no, that 99. was after. That was like 2001, Jeremy Accardo. Anyways, we'll wrap this up. Uh, this has been another episode of the Toronto Until Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. You can find our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us on Twitter at Toronto Untilt. You can find the video of this podcast at our YouTube, Toronto Untilt. And of course, you can find the audio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, Google. Uh, Apple, Anchor, Breaker, Bleaker, all the things. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends. Dear God, they just need to win this week.